This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And joining us for the opposition view this time round, Sam from the Pinken Norwich City podcast. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Been uh, a nice little sort of break during the internationals, but quite looking forward to... Well, actually, I probably I probably should have the context there. You haven't yet that we're recording before the weekend's games. Oh, so, yeah, I haven't watched true. football in in you know probably or well good football given I'm not especially in love with Gareth Southgate's tactical setup but yeah I haven't watched any especially entertaining football for probably about 10 days now so yeah looking forward to getting back to some some championship action but um not especially thrilling time to be in the world of Norwich City I was going to say, well, we're, we're, we're Watford fans, so we haven't, we haven't watched any entertaining for football for about like four seasons. Gentlemen. Never mind. Look, you you know our pain because let's face it, we we've been doing this this little tango up, you know, in the championship, up and back down again, and up and back down again, and and now we're both kind of again, kind of wallowing in the mire that can be the championship. And I still love it. I think it's great. I much prefer the championship, stupidly. But it can feel, it can feel that slog, can't it? And it looks like you know you're you're sort of where we are as well. You've you've now got Mr. Wagner, previously known, very well known for his little stint at Huddersfield. How's he getting on? How has your season so far been? Take us through what it's been like to be uh, a Norwich City fan in twenty three twenty four so far. I think it's been. I think to say up and down would be a bit generous because at the start of the season it was probably a surprise. For everyone really how well they did got sort of eight games in and it looked like everything was rosy everything was going especially well and then 
an injury to Josh Sargent, admittedly at the time, was was very worrying for the supporters. But I don't think anybody anticipated it having quite the impact um, that it has. Obviously, everyone knew that he was a very key player in the system that had got Norwich up and around the automatic places sort of early on in the season. But yeah, ever since then, it's just been quite a steep drop off, really not got close to finding a, a replacement for Sargent. The other players have, have seemed to slip with the, the rest of the performances and all of a sudden they're in a position where David Wagner, to say he isn't well-liked, is probably a bit harsh because I think the personality is one that the Norwich fans get on with. But in terms of on the pitch, there aren't too many, I don't think, that feel he's the right man to, to take the team forward. And it was it actually got so bad they had to accelerate the arrival of, of new sporting director Ben Napper and he had to come into the building two weeks earlier than expected. So that probably tells you how how much of an urgency they had about their problems. But I think if you took it in isolation and showed Norwich fans the table as it is now at the start of the season, they probably wouldn't have been too surprised. It's just the way that they started so well and how quickly it's gone downhill. There's probably not a great deal of, of goodwill towards David Wagner and his, his position at the moment. They did win, obviously, their last game before the international break against Cardiff. But yeah, obviously, it's, it's quite difficult to speak to until that QPR game has happened. But I imagine if they don't win that one, Wagner will be under enormous pressure and probably even if they do because as much as a positive run will be good for the league table as soon as they they lose a game the pressure is going to be right back on and it's probably going to be back to to square one in terms of for Wagner so every game now really probably unless or until they go and win six or seven matches in a row is going to have significant pressure on him so yeah not a a great place to be for Norwich at the moment but quite a, a strange season I feel like it's almost been the opposite to what Watford have had, just looking at their results. Mm. Well, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Josh Sargent, of course, as, as we've all said, looks like a barista. Looks like he's been working in Costa. <laughs> yeah. But also... How was he described him, Carl? What was the exact words you used to describe him? It was I, quite funny. Yeah, I, I can't remember. It was probably offensive, though, wasn't it? I, okay. I, I, think, I think I know where most people, where most people kind of recognise... Josh Sargent from. He's the older Weasley in the Harry Potter film franchise. That's my guess. That's yeah, my guess. Yeah. The, the one who works at the Ministry and nobody really likes. That, that's who I think he is. At, I think uh, I said he looks like he works in Costa Yeah, during a, a, a match day vlog. Yeah. yeah. I don't I know why. Yeah. Like the Wendy's logo, or Wendy's burger logo. Sorry, we're, we're really being very unkind to one of your players. Here, but in fairness, very, in fairness, we are doing that mainly because he's a pain in the arse and scores goals against us. So it's, it's happy, it's happy, happy, joy, joy for feelings that he's not available how <laughs> joking aside he's been out for about since about the kind of fourth or fifth game of the season what what, what injury has he got is he likely to be back anytime soon do you know i think it's an ankle ligament injury from from memory but he certainly won't be back for for this game probably not until january last time okay. i spoke to him i think he was looking more at a january timeline and than, than sort of christmas so Okay. Yeah, it's definitely nothing for for what Watford to worry about um, no, right now. No problem. You mentioned their kind Good of te- technical director, director of football, new one coming because you had I can never quite remember. Is it Stuart Webber? Was that the old one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who who thought that just as the season gets going and the transfer window opens up, let's fuck off to Kilimanjaro and go and climb that rather than doing our job. Which which I must confess, we all went crikey, ours are shit. But Jesus, that even they don't do that. His his <laughs> his love affair with Norwich because it started well, it tailed off, and he he. he he seemed to be prolonging the departure for seemingly quite some time. What, what's, what's, the, what's the jungle drums like about the new guys? Is there a better feeling towards him? I think, to be honest, it got to the point with Weber 
and his relationship with fans because of the sort of elements that you spoke about, some of the comments he made alongside it as well, where probably anyone that came in was going to be given a little bit of time. He hasn't really, I don't think Napa's done much that you could really rule on either way. He's done one club interview where he said sort of all the right things, but not anything especially different to what you'd expect probably from a little bit of a different background in terms of Webber was like a, a leader who wanted to come in and as soon as he came in it was like getting rid of all the deadwood making real changes and he was probably more of a leader whereas I think Napa is more of a sort of data driven you know wants to use sort of his, his intelligence and knowledge of the game to to try and do things cleverly he's not I don't think as much of a grab things by the scruff of the neck so we'll see how that how that sort of works out it just is a different approach to me but because he's only been in the building for a couple of weeks now it's it's quite hard to judge especially given when you're looking at a sporting director obviously you're looking at sort of changes over years and and months rather than over the weeks so there definitely is an appetite for him to succeed I think and and people will give him time especially compared to Weber who was just getting pelters for for most decisions by the end because of that soured relationship but it's quite hard to really to really say how well he's doing in the job so far because it's been so short fair enough but at least he's not Weber a change a change sometimes is you know at least it brings hope even if it doesn't actually bring bring anything in terms of reality it's been nine defeats in 13 games but obviously you got a win when last running out against Cardiff what's been what What's been at the heart of of the issues from from a team perspective? I appreciate we can talk, point to Weber, we can point to Wagner. What's been going wrong on the pitch? I think tactically, there's a probably a, a failing, and it is coming back to Wagner. Obviously, the, the players have to to take their responsibility for that as well. But he's one that's very much set in his own his own tactics and doesn't really want to to change from those. I remember early on, actually, after Sargent got injured, he was asked in a press conference whether the team would adapt to include Adam Eder, who's who's probably yeah. likely to start against Watford, and Huang Yuzhou, who was signed on the the last day of the transfer window to. Try and almost replace Sargent or at least bolster those striking um, options and Wagner basically said no they'll play exactly the same as Sargent and Barnes are being asked to play so he's I think somebody who doesn't want to change the system he's got his idea of how he wants his team to play and won't change that and unfortunately for Norwich it doesn't include a defensive midfielder so they've got Gabriel Sara, who I think probably most championship fans are aware of now, but mm-hmm. is definitely a more technical profile of player. He's going to score you goals and get assists and take some decent corners, but definitely doesn't fit in that defensive midfield mould. However, Wagner just doesn't want to sign somebody in that traditional number six. I think he'd, he'd rather use those positions on strikers in a sort of more traditional 4-4-2 where the midfielders are expected to do everything. And there's probably a reason why 442 became outmoded 10 or 15 years ago and that's because you're facing now three players in midfield almost every game yeah. Norwich are getting absolutely dominated there and although the centre backs have taken a lot of criticism for me it's because they're being exposed so frequently it's so easy to play through Norwich that from a goal kick you can almost make it feel like a counter attack because it, it can be four against three even from from a goal kick because there's just not the solidity in the middle so that's where I'd say the problem is on the pitch, but it probably does also come from that that injury to Sargent because he was so good at pressing that made it that much harder to play through into the midfield. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's easy to play into the midfield, it's easy to play through the midfield, and then the defence just just gets exposed. So as much as the players do have to take their responsibility, it, it also comes back to Wagner in terms of the tactics, and I think he certainly needs to make some tweaks, even though he's he's reluctant to do that. So is he is he still kind of wedded to four two three one slash 
four four two, kind of depending on if that that central second line of uh, midfield kind of pushes forward. Yeah, it probably has become more of a four two three one just yeah. because of the the lack of options up front. But he he he'll rarely use three proper central midfielders. Usually, it would be it would be two sort of number eights and then the number 10 and that's the most defensive setup really in in midfield so he is still very much wedded to that and it's one of those systems where when it works it works really well it's exciting to watch you score a lot of goals but when it doesn't work and a team works out a way to play through you he's not especially good at combating that or or dealing with that and you can find yourselves losing 6-2 to Plymouth for example yes for anybody yes. Who, who made that who made that <laughs> schlep crikey that must have been that must have been fun Jonathan Rowe and, as you mentioned there, Gabriel Zara, are the kind of standout players in terms of the, the leading scorer and the leading assist. And as you say, Zara is playing in the, the deeper line of midfield in a four-two-three-one, So he is kind of playing, or at least he's starting in that role, but he's still getting forward. Are those the two to, to, to watch in the lineup or are they getting just good publicity and good numbers? Probably a bit of, a bit of both throughout the season, really. On form, I would say... John Rowe is more the one to worry about. He's been more consistent for Norwich. He's more of a threat. He's definitely the type where if he was playing against my team, I would be getting quite scared every time he he gets on the ball. Sarah is more of your your technical midfielder who will spray passes and, and find intelligent ways of getting through a defence. But he's not really in form at all. It's I'm sure you guys have probably seen that with Watford, but there are some players who are just so talented that they almost get a free pass to play four or five games poorly in a row. And I think Sarah, to be honest, has found himself in that position in the last few games. So unless he can pick things up in in this QPR game to come, he probably goes into Watford without much form um, to speak of. So probably if I was a Watford fan, I would be more worried about Rowe. But Sarah, if he applies himself, could pick up his form at any time and probably go and be the best player in the championship. So it all depends on, on the night, really. Okay. In terms of if you were going to mark Norwich on the following characteristics as a team for the season so far, out of 10, physicality? Five. Technical ability? Five. (laughs) I can see a trend coming here. (laughs) Tactical nous? Three. Pace? Seven. Possession? Four. Counter-attacking? I'll give them a seven for that one, to be fair. Oh, there you go. There you go. With that, we get an idea. We get a picture of what might be coming, where the danger lies. Final final question before we – well, for me at least, guys. Everybody now, we've all seen, you know, 17, 16, 17 games so far this season – who out of the championship and you get you get a pass, you don't have to say Ipswich at any point to any question. <laughs> we would never we would you know, we don't talk about that lot up the road or it, yeah, it'd be aware of it. Who is who has really impressed you? Which team has impressed you the most? Oh, that is yeah, that's a good question. Sunderland, I think. I, I really, really liked they're a great team to watch, really young as well. I think if I was a Sunderland supporter at the moment, I'd be really, really excited. Very good. Very good. I I think they're good to watch. I mean, they were one of the two teams that gave us I mean, they only beat us two nil, but let's face it, it was if it was a if it was a boxing match, we were on the ropes and hanging out all over the place. Yeah, not it was good the same images. Norwich. Exactly the same, really. No, no, very good. Unfortunately, Sam, I am gonna bring up uh, your your nearest and dearest because <laughs> your your the lampshade that's behind you has offended me all the this podcast because of its, its bright orange and we're suffering at the moment because Luton Town are obviously in the Premier League we're struggling in the Championship is there a little bit of that amongst the Norwich fans that they're kind of looking over at 
Ipswich who are having a fantastic season. I'm, you know, I don't know where they're going to finish at the end of it, but you guys have been the superior club for so long in that that mm. derby. A little bit like us. Yeah, I was going to say. Does 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 that add to the mood currently at, at, at Norwich City? I think it does a little bit. Probably more more in fear of the actual day than when is um, it? When is it? December the sixteenth. So not too far oh, away. Now, not too far. Yeah. Okay, so, I'm going to yeah, keep probably. an eye out for that. Is it is it at Ipswich or at Norwich? At Ipswich. So there's honestly there's a lot of trepidation going into that one. I think there's almost this feeling about Wagner that it needs to get done just so that they've got sort of a new manager bounce going into that Ipswich yeah. game. But I don't think Norwich have lost to Ipswich for since 2009. It's been years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been years. So yeah, it's. I mean, I I started watching Norwich in 2009 after that game. So bearing in mind, I'm I'm 21 now. I've never seen Norwich lose to Ipswich. So that's the sort of level of yeah. generational <laughs> domination there's been over Ipswich. And now it's just quite a lot of fear for, for that to end. But you're right, really, to make that comparison with, with Watford and Luton. It almost feels quite strange. I don't, I, mm. I've not been in this position before where Ipswich have been better than Norwich. So yeah. I, I and I'm sure a lot of Norwich fans don't really know how to deal with it. It, it, it's massive because it, it does add to the mood, adds to the atmosphere. You know, when you uh, obviously when they, uh, for us, every time they lose is a, is a blessing. But you know, when they they've beaten Everton this season, it's just like I can't remember what game it was that that day, but I think we lost or drew, and then Everton, Everton lost to 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 them lot up the road, and it's just like really. Not only are my team shit, but they are winning. So yeah, it does. You know, it, it does have an effect. And I think, I think when you turn up at a, a, a ground and your your team has been ex Premier League, like we we both share, and you and you're struggling in the Championship, it, it's it's very difficult to to readjust. I'm, but you'll I'm, be fine. You'll I'm, be fine. I'm today. fairly sure. I'm fairly sure that about the last four years have just been a pandemic related fever dream. I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up and every <laughs> we'll 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 all be back there going. Oh, we're going up the Carrow Road Premiership football. Lovely. No, yeah, maybe Lovely. not. Maybe not. <laughs> Never mind, never mind. Hi, this is Nigel Gibbs, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, we come to where the rubber hits the road. Now, last last year and last season, your Mauritius holidaying colleague came on <laughs> and and joined in in our in, joined in in a certain thing that has got considerably worse even than when he was here. So this is where the rubber hits the road. It's the DNSYE completely rubbish prediction league. No, God, please, no, no. Sound effects, we love that. So, welcome along. The Prediction League is crap, basically, in short. Uh, but you're going to take part on it. Uh, the the results, as per yesterday, when we recorded the Leicester table, were that the EFL, whom you are playing for, you're playing alongside the rest of the EFL, you're top of the table on 15 points as we speak. But this will be adjusted after Leicester. 1-1, which is its own prediction. You can't predict 1-1, because that's it's got its own... That's got his own team. Is in second place along with Justin Jarvis Cocker Spaniel is on twelve 
points. Artificial stupidity is on 11. And then two points, basically fighting off relegation is JP Backgammon FC and Carlos there. Now, all will become abundantly clear if not improved very shortly. So what we effectively did last year was Justin and Carl took on the EFL and then various other parties have, have, have come in and, and got involved, basically. We started off the season, or we were about to start off the season, and uh, and you saw JP Backgammon. JP stands for John Parslow, and he decided that Backgammon might be a way to make predictions for football teams. And you can see he's in the bottom next to Carlos. The previous dice were fired. He's had two interim sets of dice in for the last two games and we'll see how they get on but he's made a new appointment and also this is a bit of a bit of a family affair predictions league and it's Watford versus Norwich and for me it's the cousins derby because tonight's game sees my school friend Steve Watford Hayden up against my university friend Debs Narch Foden and they're cousins who knew not me until three years ago. And Watford have a new dice manager in tonight. Yes, as recommended by Peter Raymond, it's Sean Dice and a master stroke to get the fans on side. He's gone red spots. And I think there's a touch of ginger in there. Well, the dice are on the pitch and it's Watford to ghost first. As Steve watches on. Dice are in. And it's six minus three. And that's three for Watford. And Norwich to go. And sorry, Debs, there's only one team in yellow. Norwich in green tonight. Oh. And it's six minus three. Which makes it a three-three draw. Well, what a perfect ending for the cousins. Fantastic. The undertones. My perfect cousin. My perfect cousin. cousin. That was it. That was it. Absolutely. Can't be bad. Bit of Fergal Sharky. Not going geographically, going for a relationship kind of thing then. But not him. Other cousins. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, we started this off and we got got straightforward, normal plane videos. Now, now we get things with all sorts of bollocks going on. It's very strange. So, three all has gone. That's the second prediction in a row from randomly generated dice that has gone three all because he's also predicted it for Leicester, which adds them as we record at the moment. It's not been played, but anybody listening, you'll know whether or not John basically had a busted flush on that. But just as we thought, that's good. Now we've got one all. We've also got, and we were mucking around with artificial intelligence, and we decided no, artificial stupidity. That's where we want to be going. And so, basically, I press a random button a couple of times and see what comes out and this game artificial stupidity has picked Watford 2 Norwich 5 it's completely random there you go so you can't have 2-5 you can't have 3-3 you definitely can't have 1-1 we thought that's plenty because obviously with the EFL with Justin and with Carl that's 6 that's brilliant and then after game 3 somebody contacted us and said I think I can get my dog in on the act so this is Jarvis Cocker Spaniel again who we're playing today mate oh yeah Norwich Okay, matey, the cups are out again. For Watford v Norwich. So, pick away, buddy, for Watford's uh, prediction. What are you going for? What are you going for? Straight away. Oh, he's not. Uh, hold on, not this one. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on. Watford nil. We've got Watford nil. That's not a great start. I need to pick, I need to pick these back up, mate. Pick, right, pick Norwich. This one's. He's, he's gone for that one. That's Norwich. He's got it in his mouth. He's got it in his mouth. Norwich five. We've got Watford nil. Norwich five. 
mate, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Everybody with audio only there. Jarvis was crunching a carrot. I see what he's done yeah, there. Yeah. Outrageous. He, he's gone. I have never, ever agreed with anybody involving carrots and Norwich. It's out of order. It's, it's shocking. <laughs> we apologise. We will put this up on, uh, obviously, the video on Twitter. The Twitter one includes a blooper reel where Ben tries to get tries to, <laughs> tries to get Jarvis interested in carrots, which is a harder thing than you would imagine. So you'll get to see that. <laughs> that there's a bit of fun for you. The other thing I like is the fact that at the start of this, Jarvis was pretty nonplussed, right? The cups were upside down. They were hiding any treats. That all had to change. He turned them back up around the right way so he could at least sniff that there were treats. Then people claimed that the dog was reading the numbers at the bottom and we had to point out that no he's a dog and now now the dog is basically just mullering everything and ben seems to, to be quite frank picking the one that he's mullering the most rather than the first one he's going to not entirely sure this is scientifically pure but hey it's what it is and he's predicted a watford nil norwich five lots of predictions going in your favor there sam so there you go there's some scores that you can't unfortunately select but what do you think excluding those scores the score might be when we come to meet you under the lights of Vicarage Road. Well, thankfully, what I thought has survived. You'll be surprised to know I wasn't thinking 5-2, Norwich going into it. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I'm going to be pessimistic from a Norwich point of view and say 2-0 Watford, because Norwich never win at Vicarage Road. I I think I went I went once when I was um, 11, and they won in the, no, the Carabao Cup. Ago, you've done us 3-0 two years ago. Years ago. Oh yeah, but yeah, but so I I feel like I've I've blocked all the the relegations out of my brain, which removes quite a lot of Norwich City history. So yeah, that's that's fair. But I wasn't there, so I don't have the resounding memories. Unfortunately, it still feels like not a great place to go if you're a if you're wanting Norwich to win. Last season was a pretty bleak performance from Norwich, if I remember it as well. So yeah, I think I think two 0 Watford. Uh, unfortunately for me, but probably quite fortunately for, for you guys. Fair enough. Yeah, we we remember that three 0 because Sergeant basically kind of flicked out, and and we we say <laughs> fluke to goal, but of course. That those people on Sky were describing it as you know, well, well, Pele, Maradona, and Messi all rounded up. Let's not forget, forget the fireworks. I was going to say well. it, yes. the letter from Suzuko that was insert signature here. <laughs> yes, and yeah. the fireworks and everything else that led to the ultimate disappointment of an evening where we lost three 0 It was yeah, yeah. freezing was, that night. As well. It was an infamous game. Talking about infamous games, Carlos, what do you think the score is going to be? Next time we're facing Norwich midweek under the lights of Vicarage yeah. Road. <clears throat> I mean, my, my heart, if I could pick it, my heart feels that 1-1 has got this. I just think it's, it's going to be a tight game. So having said that, though, I don't think Norwich travel very well at Vicarage Road and haven't travelled well this season. So I'm going to go for a sneaky Watford 2, Norwich 1. Mm, best of best of the odd goal there. That's good. We turn to we turn to Justin, who, despite being kind of now in in about third or fourth place, still has to select last from from our guests here live. I'm afraid because you're still the highest up the table, other than our guests. And uh, yeah, we can't make our guests go last. He's top of the table. You can't make him ashamed of that. But, but Peter, Peter, yes. I, may won, I may have done well on Saturday against Leicester, so I might now be higher than Cole. But because we haven't played that game. I'm you are higher than me. I'm bottom. Oh, sorry, you were higher than me before we started. Forget, forget, my, forget this <laughs> mathematical take. I was never any good. Oh, so, so, so You're higher so, than so the dog, but only because of technicalities. <coughs> only because we enforce yeah. rules around here and docked him a point. 
That's the only reason why. Yeah, F- that, FA, yeah. Premier League, you know, Man City. Yeah. See what we've done with the dog. Go and sort your lives out. That's what we say. Come on, Justin, yeah. what are you going to go for? 2-0 Watford. Oh, you can't go 2-0 Watford. Why yeah. can I not go 2-0 Watford? Sam, Sam's, Sam's just taken that. Oh, Sam's gone to the fuck me. Do you know what? This is why he just used to say 1-1. One, one. Brain. <laughs> This is my favourite bit when we saw this out. Yeah, I know. Can we not invite anybody else in next year? Because there'll be nothing for me to pick by the time it comes to me. Yeah, Um, I'll have 7-0. That's all that's left. Yeah, go on, you have 7-0 and then I'll have 2-1. All right, okay, 3-0 Watford. I've got no choice. 3-0 Watford, there you go. You could have 1-0 Watford. Hang on, I'm just just going to insert in, there we go, in the spreadsheet, 3-0, fuck it. Excellent, excellent answer there, Justin. 3-0. Brilliant. That's it. Yeah, brilliant stuff. This is there we go. This this is the kind of stuff that we like to see. This is this is a very very good quiz indeed. This this season, this prediction league, I'm liking it very much. Scratch your eyes, you do not rubbish. This prediction league is. <laughs> There's Yoda. The There's real, Yoda. That's not the real Yoda though. As you, as, as you pointed out to me the other day, Yoda isn't real anyway. Well, yeah, it would have been I... hard to have <laughs> to have obtained the real. Hello, is that uh... Frank Oz? Yes, could you come on and do something? <laughs> That's not the real Santa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyways, right. I think it's time to wrap this nonsense up and, and let you go, Sam. So thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. We will Thanks speak to you again at the away fixture, which is Peter. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? The away Come fixture? On. The away oh, fixture, the return good. fixture, is on Tuesday the 13th of February 2024. Can I just read, can I just read this out? Certainly you may. Subject to change for the TV fucking about as usual, but most likely on the red button, which is a bit shit, but at least you get commentary from the match you are actually watching. Yeah, there you are. I think I think that's a, you know, when, when we put these things out, you know, when they put the little fine detail, we make sure it's very, very applicable. Most important. I should have done that in a more professional recording voice, actually. You should have done it in a really quick. Yeah. Yeah, terms yeah. and conditions. Yeah. Subject, oh, yeah. terms and conditions. Subject to the TV not fucking about it. I make, I make it, I make it Yoda to read it out. That'll be good. Oh, yeah, in the right good. order or in Yoda, which is all in the wrong <laughs> yeah, order. Yeah, yeah. Red button, you are watching shit. It is. Subject to the TV fucking about, you will be via the red button. You will view, so a bit greater viewing experience will be but at least you will hear the commentary from the match you are actually watching. <laughs> <laughs> enough go. of this enough right good luck for the rest of the season apart from the Tuesday and whenever it was I didn't even see 13th of February, 13th of February. Day, day before Valentine's Day and uh, yes thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Sam thanks for having me brilliant stuff you're brilliant overwhelmed stuff. aren't you I can tell he's completely overwhelmed most <laughs> people <laughs> are we get that a lot yeah, has, this is probably one of the, the most nuts like opposition podcasts I've been on but I love it to be honest I loved all the I love the Michael Scott voice, I love the dog. It's all brilliant. I'm a fan. What, what are you talking about? I mean, most people have Sean, Sean Dice appearing in Hornet Flask sponsored <laughs> shirts. I think that's the way to go. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.